Dwarven Moss presents a Dungeons and Dragons actual play of The Curse of Straw. <laughs> Uh, welcome back yes. to The Curse of Strahd. <laughs> it appears our good friends and trusted player characters, Wendell and Boren, have found themselves in the land of Barovia. They have finally taken the contract to help the Vistani. Well, we were on our way to helping the Vistani, but then we... They just disappeared. And they were kind of just blaming it on a little bit of bullshit, and they kind of yeah. forced us into taking a rest in this misty forest. And then we wake up, no sign of them at all. Completely and a, gone. And we're in a completely different place. It's we're not Faerun. It doesn't feel like that to you guys. Anyways. No. And uh, I immediately, me being such the divinity, soldier of divinity that I am, have used my divine senses to... I feel out what the hell's around me. And it made I you puke. sick to your stomach, yeah. And you fucking puke. You puked. Yikes. So, so it's not mixing a... well with the Holy Paladin. No. We also don't know who Strahd is. We assume that Strahd is is the person they were talking about. The we warrior. Haven't, we haven't even they... heard that name. No, Strahd. we haven't heard Strahd. Yeah, the Vistani tale was kind of like the someone they saved someone who they believed had a royal bloodline. And okay. uh, now he's kind of this fallen dark noble. And I believe the allure to you guys was kind of, you know, what, if you help this kind of princely character, maybe there's some money involved. Maybe you're doing some good, Boren. Maybe you're, you know, fulfilling your oath. Uh, who Absolutely. knows? And I remember the last moments of our past game was we fought some werewolves. We both got bitten. Yeah. We watched a bigger, almost anthropomorphized white werewolf kind of get up, walk away into the mist. Mm-hmm. I summoned my what looks like decaying boar who seems fine who it's just visually he looks like a bit of a zombie right we carefully got on him and we made our way your summon steed is still working still working nothing fine seems to speed. be wrong but it just visually he looks uh real shit yeah and you're just in this very dark place you've been uh i believe you passed through gates you found a decaying body in the forest uh with a note from uh, Koya, uh, the, the burgomaster of uh, Barovia. Ah, yes. The Saying that him and his daughter are trapped. Is that right? His daughter, Irina Kolyana, uh, has been bitten by a vampire. Basically. I think that the gist of the, the note in all the fancy writing was basically saying... There's this, you know, there is an issue that, I, that he's personally having, but also just get the fuck out of here. Turn around at the gates. Do not enter the gates. Like it's time to leave, mm-hmm. and you guys mustered forward uh, along the path. And I believe just before we ended, you guys came upon what looked to be these dwellings and perhaps a, a village of some sort. Very somber, sobbing village. Yeah, li- literally sobbing. So maybe we'll take it from that last little. Uh, paragraph of you guys walking up. Oh, I got bit pretty bad there, Born. Aye, so did I, my friend. One of these cuts isn't really healing too well. Nor is mine. 
This concerns me gravely, my friend. I don't think you should be here. Yeah, it's not looking too good outside either. I want to. I think we should uh, try to find some shelter. Maybe in one of these. Uh, there's an inn somewhere. I think you're right. Boren looks around. What kind of like? What does he see? Is it a big town? It's a small, almost just tiny it's, town. It's fairly big. You guys are coming in from the east end. Uh, there's three relatively large buildings on your left, three on the right. The path kind of goes, cuts through the whole city. Uh, from what you can tell, things are kind of splitting off uh, north and south. The kind of design of the, it's very uh, gothic architecture, mm. but it's also very dilapidated. I mean, mm. a lot of these places are shuttered up. Uh, you don't, you, <laughs> you can hear some sort of faint wailing yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's nobody going to the market uh, buying uh, oranges and uh, bringing it back for breakfast. This is a very, very desolate place. Not a very welcoming place, this is. Born, I think we should keep a low profile. I think you're right. They both hop off as Bor and you... Zoltan, this war boar, kind of dematerializes. <laughs> Sorry, do, are there people around? We don't really see anyone, right? No, I don't think Nighttime. Just, there's nothing to do. You can't see too much beyond uh, the mist. Uh, there are doorways. You're, you're passing a few buildings uh, on, on, your, on the south. Let's the keep looking until we find uh, somewhere with light on the inside. Hey, that's a good idea. I don't want to disturb anyone. So you walk about uh, 80 feet. And you come to a fork in the road. Uh, nothing quite discernible yet, but you can continue moving straight, or you can move, uh, take a right or a left. What do I see to my right? You see another path uh, heading up north. Uh, similar buildings, too. Uh, uh, so it's nothing, just the same thing on either side. It's the same thing on either side. You're not seeing... It's hard to really tell if there's light in these houses. A lot of these doors are boarded up. You wouldn't really know if they had a fire going or a candle. Do you hear that window? That faint crying? Yeah, someone's not having a good time. I'm not exactly in the best position to go uh, help anyone, though. I think we gotta attend to these wounds and take a take a load off. Perhaps you should look for some shelter. Take a short to long rest. I take a look down at my axe here. So you take a look at your axe. It looks like it's uh, there's about half of the hilt is being covered in blood. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go up to a house, just it's, and uh, just sort of take a knock on the window. So you can kind of hear maybe whispers of uh, people speaking to each other. Excuse me, folk. Uh, just looking for uh, an inn, some kind. Don't need any trouble. Just a place with a roof over our heads. I'm traveling with my friend Boren here. You hear a female's voice. Okay. Who who's out there? Uh, not to worry, ma'am. Uh, we're just uh, passing through. Madame, uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name is Admiral Peloton Borin, Hardinist, from Brightax Hall. Where's that? Wait, Brightax Hall. It's one of the most well-known dwarven halls. This side of Northern Faerun. You kind of hear more whispers. <laughs> Talking, you hear a male voice hey, as well. I want to roll a persuasion check to try to persuade them. Please, we mean you no harm. 
We're lost our way, trying to find a band of Vastani. Perhaps you know Stenomir? My, fr- my friend here is a man of, uh, of God, and he's, uh, he's a helpful guy to have around. So you get a 12 plus what? Six. By help you technically means you roll advantage, right? Yeah. But isn't it kind of fun if I kind of roll as the other dice? You're the other advantage. Yeah. It's like I, I like am that. the advantage. I like that. Well, even as singular rolls, you guys uh, did very well. Really convinced the hell out of this woman. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you kind of hear a latch open. And she and uh, this lady takes a little peek out. Oh, uh, more adventurers, I see. Clearly not Barovians. Um, there have been other adventurers. Well, every once in a while we do see a few. Is this why the whole town is locked away? You're scared of adventurers? No, no. Not adventurers so much, but we'll just look at our front door. It's claw marks by wolves and who knows? We're, we're barely safe in the village of Barovia, let alone venturing off the paths of the Svelik Road. We're just here, self-isolating, being as safe as we can be. I must ask first and foremost, my friend and I have sustained some wounds on our way here, is there? We fended off those foul beasts, the ones that you're afraid of. We can fend off more. We're wondering if there is a place to patch up. Well, you mentioned the Vistani? Aye, a gentleman by the name of Stanimir. He disappeared on us. Doesn't ring a bell, but what do you mean you've been bitten? You're concerned about your bites by a wolf? You... Hey, no, 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 not, not bitten, just sustained some traveling wear and tear. As you say that, her face goes white. You can see that she's trying to conceal uh, a level of panic. She's starting to get nervous. Uh, she knows what that wear and tear is all about. Um, so she says... You don't want to make it to the to the full moon. All right. You you need to see the Vistani. They're the ones that can help you with these curses. Well, this is who we're trying to find. Right. Uh, you will see some at the Blood of the Vine Tavern. Aye, so there is a tavern. There is a tavern. It's Wendell's, owned by... Wendell's walking away. He's, he's going towards... Oh, he walks back. Yeah, no, where, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you keep walking. Because uh, uh, Boren keeps looking at... Uh, if you can't tell, we're a bit, a bit of a haste. If you could just point us there. You're very close. Fantastic. It'll be on your right. It's, uh, it's owned by three Vistani women. Thank you, madame. You stay inside. Stay safe. May the divine keep you. <laughs> <laughs> stay safe, yeah. And Boren got it. Catch it over. You heard what she said. Something about a full moon. I, I don't like the look of this place, Wendell. I think we should be as hasty as we can. Well, you're not going to like the look of... I think either one of us, if I'm, if I'm to be uh, worried of these wounds the way I think I am. Why don't you just come out and say it? Well, we were bitten by God werewolves. damn it, I think we are bitten by werewolves. This is not a good thing. Look, I'm going to be straight with you right now. I don't know what kind of farming you're into, but we're in deep here, my friend. You want to stay safe, just stay by my side. Right. Let's just get some shelter over us. This way. Click, Tell click, more click, about click. me, you have to... No, no, he doesn't really hear that, though, as he goes off. 
So, yeah, so as you click-clack, uh, right where she describes, you kind of see a single shaft of light uh, thrust illumination uh, into the main square. Its brightness looking like a solid pillar in the heavy fog. Above the gaping doorway, a sign hangs precariously askew, proclaiming this to be the blood on the vine tavern. Are there anyone? Does it just look like anyone's around? It looks like nothing, but you. But the lights. Uh, there are. There is a warm light coming through okay. the windows. So this is not boarded up. Orange. Okay, so we go towards it. Go towards it, and I just walk right in. Yeah. Walk right in. I don't barge right in, but I kind of enter in. Matter of fact. Very matter of fact. I look around. Who do I see? Oh, bam! So as soon as you open it up, you see there's about three. Uh, they look to be Vistani women, gypsies, brightly colored women. Uh, surrounding kind of a fireplace, and they're just chatting it up. There's a man in the corner uh, wearing a leather tunic, and there's a barkeep up ahead uh, tending uh, the tavern uh, bar. All right. One comes in. Ladies, sorry to barge in. He walks to the bar. Good evening, gentlemen. My name, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Admiral Paladin Borin Hardinist from Bright Axe Hall. Perhaps you could help us. My friend and I are weary travelers, and we need a room for the night, and also possibly some medical aid. Hey, they're, they're ignoring you. Excuse me. Perhaps you didn't hear what I said. Uh, we heard what you said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, another travel through the lands of Barovia. You've been injured. Yeah, we understand. Uh, this is the place uh, for drinks. Maybe you should talk to the barkeep. I apologize. Your name, my friend. Oh, we're friends. <laughs> my name is uh, Zaganya. Zaganya, beautiful name. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. You, sir, bartender. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Admiral Peloton Borin Hardinus from Brightax Hall. Proud to make your acquaintance. My friend and I are weary travelers. We need some room and board, perhaps some medical aid. So this guy is like a kind of pudgier guy. Kind of like, uh, he's almost like mindlessly like cleaning glasses. He barely even looks at you when you open the door, which is strange because you're obviously uh, new to the land. And he just kind of responds by saying, uh, well, uh, we can get you a small glass of wine for one copper piece, or uh, we can get you a pitcher for a silver piece. I'm just, I, Wendell's just holding on to his hips and he's just going, I need a bed and a room. We're looking for some rest, friend. Perhaps you have some room and board. Well, there's a few rooms upstairs if you want to... Wendell starts walking towards there. Yes, my friend and I will take a room each. Ten gold pieces each. Uh, pay right now. Pulls out, there's this little satchel on Boren's side. He opens it, pulls out just two big, thick gold coins. <laughs> Slaps them down. Slides them across. There you are. Room uh, one and two. Thank you. All right, so we, uh, I think we're going to take a rest. As Boren goes up the stairs, he clocks everybody. Just to make sure where he is. He doesn't like this place. He doesn't like the feeling it gives him. So it looks like you guys have, you know, pretty uh, decent accommodations given uh, the dilapidated houses that you've seen by, but uh, nothing special. Single bed in each room uh, with, a, with a lock. I say, Wendell, sleep tight, my friend. If you need anything in the middle of the night, I'm right next door. 
And Wendell's out. He's sleeping. And then I keep saying, in good travels, it was nice to meet someone so open-minded like yourself. And Wendell's still asleep and just kind of keeps pontificating. You know, on the long, dirty road, can become quite solitary. But I'm glad to find someone of your ilk to journey forth with me. And I know that look in your eye when you watch that axe of yours. I've seen it before. So, you rest up? All right, so Borin, you know, after uh, having a bit of an uneasy sleep, gets up, everything's fine, he's combed his hair, his beard is proper, he puts on his suit and he goes outside, he still, still feels this sort of, his, that churning in his stomach the first time he arrived. He doesn't throw up, but he's, he's aware of this. You see Wendell walking out of his room, kind of like an old man, and you wonder if it's his age or maybe is he feeling the same way. Uh, oh. Born. I don't know if that rest really did it. I, me neither, my friend. I don't like this place, but I'm afraid we're stuck here. Oh, Christ. Okay, uh, I'll take a look down at my wound. It does not look like it, it healed whatsoever. Holy shit. What? Born, my wound is still fucking festering. Mine too. Let me see. I go over and I try and see. I, I know some like military, you know, medic work, so I see if I can you know, gauze up his wound or do anything, but they're both just oh, oozy. Oh, th- take it easy. Sorry. Come on. Sorry. I'm on my sorry. left buttocks there. Uh, sorry. My military medic just kicks in when I see wounds. I apologize. My mind is doing the same thing. It's not it's easy. It's pussy. It's stingy. Christ. Keep it to rest, my friend. Make sure you put pressure on it. Born, we gotta figure out what we're doing here. I pull out this letter again. Hail thee, might of valor. I, Burgomaster of Barovia, send your honor. Burgermeister. Certain about his daughter was bitten by a vampire. Irina Coliana. And now, his daughter languishes and dies of an unholy wound. So he's saying, encircle this land with the symbols of good. Let holy men... I mean, Born, aren't you a holy man? Aye, that I am. But is this the same person that Stanomir was talking about? Is there any relation? Well, if there is, I don't know why he didn't just tell us he was dropping us off here, sending us through some portal to just end up here. Well, those with ulterior motives, my friend, don't always give the truth. I say we find out the truth and get our asses out of here as quickly as possible. It feels like the only way out of here is to follow these clues. Right now, we're looking for Stanomir. He whips his axe on his back and starts marching. Indeed. He marches towards the stairs and goes down. Morning, friends. So, as you look around, uh, Eric the barkeep is kind of mindlessly just polishing glasses. and It looks like he's cleaning the same clean glasses over and over again. But uh, in the corner, you do see... Uh, a man that was that you recognized from the night before, and he's kind of sipping a tea, 
and he says, Good, good morning, fellows. Uh, I saw you come in last night. I, I've actually been waiting for you. Good morning, my friend. Uh, I don't. Thank what's, you. Uh, what's for breakfast? Uh, some pheasant omelets, uh, Eric. Come on, chop, chop. Ah, oh, pheasant omelets. There are pheasants in these parts. Doesn't look too welcoming to birds <laughs> of a, like a pheasant. Well, you just got to make sure you don't get a uh, a, a raven. <laughs> But there are pheasants, and they're quite delicious. <laughs> Interesting. Who are you? Uh, my name is uh, Ismark. Ismark Koryanovic. Koryanovic. One of the Vestani. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I wouldn't be caught dead uh, hanging out with them. Oh, really? They're not to be trusted. Uh, I, I, he sees you looking at the letter, and he kind of asks you to uh, give him the letter. Where did we find this letter? Yeah, you smelled a body right before you made it to the, the gate. And when you went into the woods off the path, you saw this clawed up, uneaten body. And then yeah. all these wolves started howling. Right, okay. And then they came out. Okay, the, sorry, sorry. No. Sorry about that. Yes, the letter. All right, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to show the letter. Oh, this letter. This one right here. It's my father's writing. Excuse me. My father. He here. wrote that letter. Your father wrote th th this letter here. That's what it looks like to me. Do you? What? What? What is your current uh, knowledge of your father now? Well, <laughs> he passed away a couple weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. Perhaps the young woman that your father writes about, obviously, is your sister. Adopted sister. Yes, Irina. Not, not of blood. Not of blood. Well. We would like to get out of this place as hastily as possible. So if we can help you, we'll retrieve your sister. We'd like to do that. Well, she's with my father, the body of my father, at the Burgomaster's mansion. Right. Where can we... She was bitten by a vampire, dude. Yes. And you're a vampire. <laughs> He just kind of shows you his uh, his necks. Uh, fortunately, all of them. Fortunately, <laughs> how many Both necks sides. does this guy have? <laughs> no, it says in this letter, your dad says that this whole place is overrun by vampires. Well, there is one vampire in particular. Perhaps you've heard of him by now. He goes by the name of Strahd, the Dark Prince. A torturous man who's become obsessed with my family. Which is why I need your help. I need you to help me save Irina. She's been visited twice at night by Strahd and bitten on her neck. When I ask her about these encounters, she can't remember anything. She even thinks she's in love with him. He's put on some kind of dark spell. Damn. She won't leave until... Our father, the Burgomaster, has been buried and put at peace in the church. Who was it that we found in the woods, holding on the letter? Probably just a messenger. Your dad? How'd he die? The last few months have not been easy. No one feels safe anymore. Werewolves roam the streets at night, clawing at people's doors, terrorizing everyone. It was just too much for my father. He was old. His heart finally gave out. Please, 
We must put my father's body to peace at the church so we can convince Irina to leave. She won't go unless we do so. Well, I think we've entered the right town, for we are full of guts, my friend. It seems to me that your plight is this gentleman that you call Strahd has a sour relationship with your sister. The body of your father is very important to you. I understand the need to bury him. I believe my friend and I here can offer our services, if that will get us closer to this gentleman you refer to as Strahd, out of the way. If getting your sister and healing her, I don't know if that can be done. But we are both looking for a way out of here. And if you and your sister are, we would like to make this as hasty as possible. Let us go and bury your father. Thank you, friends. Well, I guess uh, let's clear up our tab. Eric, I've got these two. And I turned to Wendy and I go, make sure you keep your guard up, boy. Oh, all right. And I turn. I hop off, I see. First, breakfast. Okay, so Eric kind of comes up and schleps you guys some uh, pheasant uh, omelets. Okay, we eat them. Now that we've got our bellies full, thank you, good gentlemen. I truly appreciate it, and I hope you stick around, uh, you know, for longer than most of the adventurers do. I'm not a big fan, not to insult your home, Dan, but I think I should get out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> Perhaps I can help. Let's go see Irina. Onwards! So you guys kind of meander through the city. You go through a center part. Uh, the middle of it looks a little more action. You do see some lively buildings, but you kind of pass through that. You head south, and at the end of this misty road is this uh, fairly large mansion. Uh, iron gates are twisted and torn. The right gate lies cast aside while the left swings lazily in the wind. She won't leave the house until her father is buried. And Strahd keeps visiting her. Hey, lead us to your mansion, his mark. So he leads up, uh, you guys walk up these kind of grandiose stairs. It's still pretty boarded up. Uh, even the doors have scratch marks on it. Uh, it looks like even a portion of it has been almost blackened or burned at some point. But uh, it's still, uh, even, sh- it's, it's still nicer than the other homes, so. Ismark kind of walks up and goes, you know, Irina, Irina. And she kind of is knocking and knocking. She'll come, she'll come around. So Irina eventually uh, answers back, Ismark, you know, is that you? He said, open up the door. I, I, I may have some people that can, uh, I, I have some people that can help us uh, bury, bury father. So she kind of nervously opens up the door. And as she opens it, you take a look at her. She has this like striking auburn hair, and she is, she's a 10 out of 10. Even though you say that Irina is a 10 out of 10, he looks at all races other than dwarvens as just ugly. So 10 out of 10 in human is just like, but ugly in dwarf. Hey, uh, sorry, please. Uh, young lady, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Admiral Paladin Borin Hardiness from Playtax Hall. Perhaps we could uh, be of assistance in burying your father. Thank you so much. Please, come on in. 
And as you enter, there's a, there's a mustiness to it. There's a kind of like a, almost like a cobwebbiness kind of, but there's really, really nice uh, materials. The whole room is fairly vast, the entrance, and it's still very rich and, uh, and, and, and well-designed, but it's a- uh, It's a nice place you have here. Yes, did you children help your father run Borovia? I assume that he was the mayor of this city. That's right. And we certainly did. We helped him until the very end. Aye. Until he met his demise. Would you like to see Father? He's he's in the next room. Uh, yes. Indeed. So, so he kind of creaks open this rich door. Surrounded by flowers, her father lying lifelessly in a coffin. Here he is. Uh, Ismark and my, myself uh, built this coffin together. Right. What's the reason why you didn't bury him again? Everyone, no one will help us. But nobody wants to be associated with me. People are afraid Strahd's going to come by. Mm. He's come by and visited me a couple nights so far. Bit me twice. She shows her neck. Oh, must bites. be nice. Very good. Well, well, there, well, uh, Irina is talking to Wendell. Borin goes over to the body and inspects. He's just looking for how did this man die? What did he... Do an in- insight check. Whoa. 18. That rolled back, too, baby. Plus five. 23. <laughs> Whoa, that is very insightful. So from what you can tell, um, looks like he died of natural causes. There's really... There's no marks, there's no bites, there's no scratches. He just looks, you know, fairly aged and uh, white. Pale, 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 all the life. Well, I guess you found some uh, help now to give your father a proper burial. If you guys would be so brave, uh, I I know Ismark and I would be a lot more, sleep a lot more peacefully if we could lay our father to rest. And what exactly were we going to be brave for here? Everyone's afraid of me. Nobody wants to associate with me. They're afraid Strahd's going to come back. Should they be afraid? I think so, but my memories of him being with me, they're so foggy at best. I've... Right, he's got you under something real good. Sometimes I feel like I love him, but now I'm... No, 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 hold on. We don't want you going all... Straw doughy-eyed on us. He thinks he thinks I'm someone else. Sometimes he he doesn't even remember my name. Hmm. Ismark, does your sister ever disappear in the middle of the night? Come back with foggy memories. Have you turned, girl? Or are you a vampire? You've got telltale signs. You're bit bitten on the neck. I have not turned yet. How do you treat vampirism? I've heard rumors that uh, there's an abbey uh, far, far, far west, far northwest of here, and a healer there that that could perhaps help me, but I won't leave until my father's buried. It's the least we can do. Boren looks over at Wendell, and Wendell currently has the legs lifted up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll help you bury your father. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Allow me to 
let's no, keep him no, in the coffin. Well, no, 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 no. Take him out of the no, coffin. We're already kind of down actually, the hallway yeah. with them. <laughs> We've taken him out where, of the where coffin. Where are you going? We're going uh, to bury your father. Just come, come, come with us. Uh, okay. Show us where to go. Point us to the grossest cemetery. Sorry, <laughs> you guys. Kind of barge at the door. You kick it. We drop him a few times, like a little bit. The leg is is actually uh, very dislocated now. It's like it's kind of hanging, kind of. And I'm just like, I by the divinity, I would never treat a dead body like this. I apologize. I apologize. Sorry about the leg. Well, there. Come on, right. no, I can get it back in. Right, it's just a little on. joint. This I've got the leg. Come on. All right, let's go. Come so on. Ismark comes in. He grabs a piece of the coffin as well to give you guys the hand. Uh, he's told Irina. She's desperate to come. She wants to see her father put to put to rest. But you must you must stay inside. And they kind of lock up all the little. She is locked in. She is safe. Oh gee. Okay. Well. All right. I guess that's she's she's locked to her domain there. Should uh, one of us stay here with her? What if this vampire guy comes back and takes her away? You think you're gonna just whoever's back is gonna just take him on? Just the one of them? Have you ever faced a vampire? No. Have you? No. All right, so let's just go bury this body together. I mean, we're stronger together. All right. Ismark, where's the uh, cemetery? Uh, just follow the path. It hooks west and hooks west. another 200 feet, and you're at the edge of uh, Barovia. And, right. and as we're walking with the body away from him, I'm just saying, okay, we are I can't trust anyone. Well, you seem of a stronger ilk than your other former brethren, so maybe you and me to go adventuring. You're safe with me. Come now, come. Let's just do this and get it over with. So as you're walking by, you kind of come to a crossroads where the road splits for the first time kind of on an angular uh, angle. So far, it's been very, very grid-like. And I just want to mention that you do see something... Slightly unusual, certainly for an incredibly quiet town. You actually do see someone kind of walking around. It looks like an old lady of sorts, and she's knocking on these doors. And uh, she's trying to figure out uh, who's home. It looks like she's dragging this wooden cart. And then perhaps uh, she's she's just kind of going door to door, dragging around this wooden cart. Hey, Born. Born puts down the body. Give me a second. Excuse me, madam. Born, where are you? Is there something I can help you with? Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Borin Hardinist, an admiral paladin of Brightax Hall. You seem to be lost. Oh, I'm just trying to make ends meet. Perhaps you'd like one of my pastries. Perhaps I would. Sorry, I haven't eaten in days. I would love one of your pastries. We just had breakfast, like, literally an hour ago. I'm a dwarf. I need carbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more. <laughs> you want one? Can I buy you one? Sure. My treat. So she peels back her uh, wooden cart, <laughs> and she has big this big smile, kind of toothy smile, comes across her face, and she pulls out these uh, mince pies, mince meat pies, Ooh. and she says, "One one gold piece, uh, uh, one gold piece each." What? I sniffed them. Mmm, smells <laughs> yeah. delicious. What are they made of? It smells sweet. Oh, it, uh, it's made of lamb, all sorts of meats. Oh, they're okay. pretty good. <laughs> My friend has already started. Yes, I'll take two. Thank you very much. There you go. There she, you she are. She says, right. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. They're worth every penny. Uh, I'm sure they are. she kind of drags off and uh, starts going on to the next door, knocking See? and knocking. 
You never know who you run into. Some nice lamb minced pie. And you know what's great? What's that? Nothing can go wrong with eating lamb minced pie. Not at all. I'm very glad that she didn't give us one of those looks after I started eating it, like, oh, enjoy it, and, like, laugh or something. I'm glad that didn't happen. She was very earnest. Okay. Knocking on doors, selling pies. Okay. He heaves the body back up. Here we go. Uh, All right. Here we go. Uh, Actually, both of you guys have to make constitution saving throws. Wendell. Yeah, this pie was real good. Yeah. All of a sudden, you, your vision started gets blurry. Does that feel a little weird, Born? Can we put the body down for a second? Yes, of course. You put it down just to take a breather. You all right? And as you kind of go to rest oh. yourself, oh. you oh. fall over. Wendell! Wendell! You all right, boy? I don't know. I don't think so. How are you feeling? So right now, Wendell is feeling amazing. Wendell has just gone into like a dreamscape. For the first time, it feels like years. All this sun has My risen. There's sparkle. You can see it sparkling across this water. Birds are chirping. There's green grass everywhere. He is young. He is youthful. He has seen the most beautiful crops he has ever seen in his life. And in his 170 odd years, this is like the most beautiful harvest he can ever remember. I'm home. And all you can all you can see is a big smile on his face as he just kinda drifts kind of falls to the ground. Wendell. Wendell, are you all right? Ah, oh, the flowers are talking again. <laughs> oh, these are pretty flowers. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can fly. Watch me go. Man, I'm cool. (laughs) Wake up. Wake up, Wendell. And no, he is just stuck in that mode. He's drooling, and he's just giddy. He's got this dumb smile on his face, but he is totally, out, uh, seemingly out of it. Hey. What do you want to do? All right, come on. And I, with my dwarven strength, I pick up the body in one arm. No, I strap him to my shield, because I use my shield a lot as like a or not a tourniquet, but like, you know, like a dragon dead bodies. And then I, I pick up Wendell and I put him over my shoulder and I'm dragging this dead body and my tripping out friend. And I'm like, all right, cemetery. Where is this bloody cemetery? So Ismark kind of amazingly missed this whole thing uh, as he was trying to pick up his dead father's body that you just so carelessly kind of dropped to run for these pastries. But uh, as he sees the lady going away, and he kind of goes, oh yes, the dream pastries. You'd be surprised what people around here would do for those. Your friend, he'll be okay, but he might be out of it for a while. Perhaps we'll give him a shake and see if we can 
make him snap out of it. All right. So I just drop him on the ground. <laughs> so, <laughs> what happened in your dream? Okay, so maybe you can just maybe Wendell can describe this. So you've kind of woken up. Okay. You are oh, flying, I think, in a sky. Tell, tell us about Wendell. that. Boring. What happened there? Oh. Did you eat the same pie oh, I did? Fuck. Oh, keep the salty language there. Oh, I way. thought I'd gone home. I thought this was all just a dumbass dream. I'm sorry. This is a harsh reality for the time being, my friend. Born, I just went on a vacation. It made me forget about all my troubles, uh, about this damn festering wound, uh, and about this body. I'm jealous. Oh man, what what happened? Was it that it was that croissant that I ate? I, I, I ate the same one as you. Nothing happened to me. I, I, I pick up the body again. All right, let's get this done. That was, gee, that was a weird thing that just happened. Maybe I should try that pie. Or continue to walk with this body. And, so you guys, I uh, am uh, trudge forward about two hundred more feet. And it's uh, it's separate from the village. The village does seem very condensed, but then there's a little bit of a pathway before you see uh, this church, this steeple. And the steeple is kind of upon a hill. It has a similar look and to the rest of the town in terms of its... Uh, and coming! This must be the place. Is 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 Mark? Is Mark? Is Mark? Where are you going? Yes. Hello. Is Mark? Oh, yes. Are we? We've made it. Is this the place? This is the place. Let's go. Let's see if our dear friend uh, Donovich, he's the priest that runs it, is home. Donovich. 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 I'm putting the body down. What you're seeing is a huge church, and then behind it is almost like a fenced cemetery that widens. All right, Ismark, what do you think we should do here? I mean, we got to get this body buried, right? Yes, but it would be nice if the priest could say some words. Um, I myself am a man, a holy man of oath. I could say a few holy words to bury the body. Let's try and open the door. So he kind of goes up. It feels locked. Uh, what do you want to do? Seems locked. Well, it seems locked. Perhaps we should sit and wait. I feel bad breaking in. I am not that kind of man. I am a soldier, not a dirty rogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's great, Bourne. Uh, that's, and I'm Wendell's just sort of looking around, trying to figure out this this issue, like. Definitely not feeling like um, uh, he has any uh, morals to break or anything. Well, I'm going to actually conjure up a large hammer. Nice. Um, war hammer. A war hammer. And it's going to start with that dark, shadowy, sort of uh, particle bits, and it just sort of hardens very quickly until it becomes like sand. It's almost moving until it just hardens, and it's like this dark ebony black axe. Amazing. It's paid from the shadow fall. I'm gonna take a big, huge slam at the door. Windows <laughs> 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 
So after a few uh, swipes, you do smash down this door. And basically you can see down this long hall, much like a church uh, with these busted up pews and kind of at the end where there would be kind of a pedestal, you can kind of see a body kind of hunched far away in the distance, kind of huddled over. Hmm. You can hear his whispering. It sounds like he's praying. God's face me. The morning, Lord. We must pray to the morning, Lord. Please, please, save my son. I said it. Borin turns to Ismar and go, is that the man we're looking for? Uh, yes, I believe it is. What's... Dorovich. What's Dorovich? The priest Dorovich. My good lord Dorovich, excuse us. My name is Admiral Paladin Borin Hardanus from Brightax Hall. We wish to bury this body. Excuse me, sir. We got a body here. We got to bury it. Borin goes, hold on. And he closes his eyes and he uses his divine senses. He senses something's wrong. You sense immense evil. You do not feel well in this church. Oh, Warren, you okay, buddy? Hey. Warren. Windle. Yeah, what? Does that hatchet of yours need filling? Take a light to pull it out. I look up at Boren. Fuck yeah, buddy. Boren slowly reaches for his axe. And as he does, he's going, Again, Lord, my name is Admiral Paladin Boren Hardedis. And that's also, as he's saying this, I'm going to cast um, protection from good and evil um, on myself. Very good. From Bright Axe Hall, we're looking to bury this body. So this guy just looks like he's caught in a trance. He didn't hear the door being smashed down. He's certainly not hearing you guys speak to him. And he's just making these kind of wild arm gestures and uh, praying to something about the morning lord and asking for... Uh, some sort of savior from his gods, if he can be spared. I'm gonna cast Mage Hand, this black smoke Mage Hand that looks almost like just floating grains of sand, kind of leaves my hand at almost like it's a shadow of my hand. And the shadow is like, it's almost like connected in these little trails of black, mm. sandy, ethereal trails of blackness shadow and dark fucking blackness. Oh, and this yeah. hand starts floating across, almost like a shadow moving across. It's like a shadow, guys. Um, <laughs> it's like a shadow. And so, it goes I might add, it looks, it looks like it's a skeletal hand. It's a little different here in Barovia. Oh, very interesting, yeah, because mm -hmm. I've used it before and, and it does look like the skeleton of that hand. It's like the skeleton leaves my hand. And I go and I kind of put a hand on this person's shoulder. So as soon as that hand touches uh, Donovich, he kind of snaps and he freaks out. Ah, ah, who's there? 
And he looks around, and he sees you, and he sees the hand, and he sees Ismark. I- I- is- Ismark? When did you get here? He's just kind of totally out of sorts. And who, who are these people? He's Boren. I'm Wendell. And Boren is so slowly digging in his heels to the floor, just tightening his grip on his axe. I said again, my friend, we're here to bury this body. I conjure up a, uh, a shimitar. <laughs> we're in control now. Uh, or I'm the captain now. You, you know that thing? You, you can heed way to the cemetery. Do what you will. You shouldn't be in here. And just as soon as you, as there's a kind of like a little break, you hear this huge thumping and the floor beneath you kind of shakes and you hear a kind of a, almost an inhuman scream like a, ah! It's, it's my son, Doro. He's, he's hungry. Doro. This is the thing I can sense. This is what this is the thing I'm sensing with my divine sense. You pick up there's some undead. Born, you gotta you gotta read on whatever the hell that was. You do, there's not friendlies around here, friend. Some undead. I don't know what they are, but I can sense them. Uh hey, uh excuse me, sir. Yes. We're gonna have to kill your undead son. No, 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 please. He's just... Give me more time. He can be He can be saved. Would you like to be killed as well? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Wendell. Let's not be too hasty. I understand this, yes, but I am not about to take an innocent man's life. Please, just just try and talk to my son, Doro. Yeah, okay, we'll talk to your son. We'll try and talk to him. How far along is he? Well, he's far, very far, but not too far. He can still be... Saved, but just at the right amount of prayer. My lord, there are some things, as a holy man, I know that there are some things you can't pray away. If your son is not up to talking, I must ask your blessing that we end his misery. No, I no. want to try and persuade him. I want to try and persuade him with my divine sense and go, look, if your son is past, we have to put him out of his misery. Eight plus... Persuasion six, 14. So the priest is screaming and crying and going, No, no, you mustn't hurt him. Just use your holy powers to, Take to save him. Take it easy, sir. Sir, we are going to do the best that I can. I can promise you that. Wendell. Yeah? Let's talk to this young boy. Yeah, talk to him. Yes, that is what I intend to do, talk to him. Boren, what do you know of undead? Sir, right, you're going right. to get a little... Uh, education here. Born Sorry. knows this stuff. Born, yeah. take it away. I apologize, but your son is taken from you. He is not the life that you once knew. He is turned to an undead, which means that the person that you once knew was only an empty husk ah. being driven by it, the darkness. It can't be. It's, it's not true. It is. Born, you're a poet. You're born a poet? <laughs> uh, it's tough to laugh in these dark times. But you gotta let a few out every now and then. Sir, I what you're keeping in this room is... I think I can. You don't think you can what? Laugh. I understand. It's hard to know that your son has been taken from you. 
He's not. You can still be saved. How? Well, I'm figuring it out right now with a certain certain amount of prayers and... Let me ask you this. You're a human. How old are you? 52. Yes. I've lived three times your years. I am a man of a holy devotion. I know that you can't breathe some things back. This but you can convert. is one of them. There's conversion therapy not that will from, work. Not from this. There's no going back. Well, that Your son has gone know of. I mean, <laughs> boring. You certainly know there's a lot of surprises in, in these worlds. I'm we're in a completely different place right now. No, I'm sorry. There, there must be some kind of spectrum. No, there is black or white, and this is the blackest I'm of darkness. I'm learning a lot about you, Born. Oh, yes. As a holy man, I know what evils lurk underneath us all. Okay. Well, I have an open mind, Mr. Donovich. You can open up that door now, and I stand really close to him. Why don't you try to per, per, see if you can persuade him? Well, that's him. an intimidation, I would say. Yeah, yeah. See if you can intimidate him. Plus eight. Twelve. Plus eight is yeah. twelve. So he acquiesces to your uh, request. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he walks over to the latch. He opens it. And all it is is darkness, but you can kind of see the beginning of, a, of uh, some steps. And what do we see? Like, with my dark vision, can I see down into the darkness beyond the steps? It's tough. If you cock your head around, you can see these kind of pillars that are going straight into... It's not even like a formed basement. It's more like a, these pillars going right into dirt, but it's very smoothed out dirt. All right. All right. This way, follow me. I just go down. Clank, clank, clank. Doro! Doro! We're here to help. So you're now, yeah, you're in the church's uh, undercroft, and you do see Dora kind of huddled into a corner. And he says, I can smell your blood. I can smell your fear, and I haven't drank it in days. I don't smell shit. I'm old. Well, let's see who's thirstier. Let's roll for initiative. So you were attacking us, man? Fucking attacking you. Thirteen. Let's fuck this guy up, boy. Alter, bless your weapons to the mighty halls of Brightax. <laughs> Warren, you're up. All right. Warren immediately casts Compel Duel. Yes. You attempt to compel a creature into a duel. One creature that you can <laughs> see within range. An undead into a duel. <laughs> That's already attacking you. It's already attacking Yeah, but listen. <laughs> one creature that you can see within range must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is drawn to you, compelled to your divine demand. For the duration, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than you. It must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move. Space more than 30 feet away from you. Bam. Wall run? No, 
whiz here. What's the DC? 15. <clears throat> Fail. But he can still attack any creature he wants, but if he attacks... If he attacks Jay, he just has disadvantage. Okay. Yep. This guy's obsessed with you. Compel duel. Wendell. I'm gonna... Wendell's up. Stick my hands out. Full Hyrukan style. And two crackling beams of energy are going to escape my palms. Yeah. Classic warlock. Fifteen. Fifteen damage. Okay, so you get fifteen damage off this guy? Yeah, and I'm gonna maybe uh, just move up to this. So it hisses uh, as each blast uh, hits him. Yeah, how do you like that? Great shot, my friend! Look out! Seems a little perturbed, but not too, uh, not too damaged. It's a bit perturbed. <laughs> Doesn't look too damaged, though. <laughs> it's gonna attempt to grapple it. Yeah, boy. And the twenty-one does grapple you. You have to make a strength DC save to see if you can fend that off. I have a plus five in my strength. Strength is twenty. Eight? Eight. That is a fail. This creature has gripped you and is holding on tight. Oh, shit. Warren! It's all right. I've got to cover. Warren, it's your turn. I guess you can just contest that. Uh, you can contest that. He has, he has another yeah, contest. that's all you can do. Uh, all right. Am I, what am I using? My strength modifier? Yeah. Or Dex. Before that, I want to look into his eyes and intimidate him and go, if you don't get your grubby paws off my dwarven body, you're going to see your own body laying on the floor from the other side of the room. Your move. Okay. And then I kind of swing the axe around again, and I hit him in the same spot on the side of the right part of his leg. 16. Once again, this thing is taking a beating, but uh, it doesn't seem to be going down too much. So now it's Dora's turn. Look out for its mouth, born. Mouth is going to deal. Six points of necrotic damage. What the hell is that? It's going to take away six points, but also your total maximum hit points is going to drop by six. Ooh. Woo! 53 right now. So, so just 12. drop it to 47, but that's also your max. So if you were healed, say if you drank a potion right now? Right, it'll only go up to 47. That's right. Creepy. All right, I can test this fucker's grapple. 40 plus 5, 19. Break three. You shake this thing off, you give a little flex. You are free, my friend. All right. end your turn unless you have a bonus action you want to use. Searing smite. This is my one bonus action. Tell me what Searing Smite does. So the next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, your weapons flare with white-hot intensity and the attack deals an extra 1d6 fire damage to the target. It causes the target to ignite in flames. At the start of each of its turn until the spell ends, the target must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed throw, it takes 1d6 fire damage. 
On a successful save, the, the spell ends. Very cool. That's on your next hit, though. That's right. Okay. Hearing Smite is locked and loaded. Yes. Wendell. <laughs> All right, fuck it. I'm just going to do this. Just to show you what I got up my sleeve, Born. Oh, do it, my boy. I start doing a little new movement where I'm, my hands are like kind of like almost quickly stirring the air in front of it. And it makes this little sort of like static energy and it almost feels like it's kind of pulling some, some gravity into it. And then this thunder just and all of the dirt on the ground in this basement just blows out and like kind of like almost covers the room like in a this dust cloud. Like a dust cloud. Borden puts his shield because up it's in a, Yeah, idea. you put your shield up sort of but it's cut almost right on your edge because it's like a 15-foot cube. So it's like a rink. I only rolled two. Okay, there was nine. Two. Yep. So nine. Plus seven. Sixteen. Plus six. Okay, 22. 22. And I think it gets blown 10 feet away. In uh, just the opposing direction? Yeah. There's a big loud noise too. Massive Whoa. thunderstorm. <laughs> Ruptures, dust is falling off the beams as it just kind of ripples through this uh, under undercroft of the church. Ooh, uh, mind the magic! The vampire takes. Just want to see if I still had it. Takes 22 magic damage that seems to do full damage, and uh, it is not looking good. Not looking good at all. Vampire's attacking newborn. It's going in for two claws. And both are misses. I'm going to roll against this motherfucker. All right, Born. Knights of Flames. All right. I roll an extra d6 damage, so... Oh, fuck. One plus eight. No, eight. So one plus seven. Yes, eight. Plus one, oh fuck nine. Fuck nine. But I'm now. Good. What was it? What did you cast? Searing Smite? Searing Smite. Searing Smite. That's only one attack though, you get two attacks, right? That's right, ooh. At the start of each of its turns until the spell ends, the target must take a constitution saving throw and a failed save, it takes 26 fire damage. So I'm gonna do another hit. Hit, it real, hit it real good, that's all I would say. Wait, I should roll for my extra attack, right? Yep, see if you can hit. 8 plus 8, 16. To hit. 5, 17, that's 12, plus 2 is 14. Describe it. Ooh! Ooh. Ah. Oh. Since that last turn, my axe just lit a flame. And then it came down, and now only the blades were on fire, and it was just this intense blue flame with just hints of yellow popping out from the top, making these crackling noises. Boren hit it once with his hands separated, but then brought the axe up again, slid both hands down, and and the trail of smoke left by the flaming axe slid through the body like a hot knife through butter, cauterizing both sides yeah, of the body at the same time. Get that little shit! 
And then as the body splits apart. Everything okay down there? Borg smacks it with a shield and the two halves go flying against the side of the of the wall. Oh my gosh. Is All it... right, Borg. We high five. And I say, check your racks. Dripping. He almost got like blood in his eye by looking at it. That's a good sign. It is a good sign. a good response. And I haven't really uh, got It's not really the right time. Uh, hey, Doramix or... Uh, Donovich. 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 Donovich, come down here. Got some hmm. bad news. Donovich kind of... Uh, Ismark is behind, guiding him down. He's holding his head. Yeah, sorry about this. Uh, as you can see here, um, well, your son was a undead piece of shit, and we had to kill him. Okay? No, he attacked us, and without reason. Yes, I'm sorry, sir. As I said before, your son was taken to a darker place. He was not the man you once knew. We had to get rid of him. Donovich is going to roll insight on you guys. So. He has the feeling that you guys, as much as denial that he's in, he gets he kind of gets the feeling that you guys are telling the truth. And, About uh, time. I got a I got a look from someone like this. He realizes the understanding what's going on. The situation and how far gone uh, Dora actually was, uh, as he kind of weeps and touches his robes to his eyes. And <laughs> oh, sweet Dora, you are free now. You are free now. And he whispers some more. Whispers to the morning lord. Aye, he is free. Now, can we bury the body <laughs> of this burgermeister? Can we bury this damn body? It's getting late, man. Oh, get the head. All right, so you guys march back up. You grab the head. Donovich kind of leads you out the back of the cemetery. And things open up very large. There's a few plots to choose from that have kind of been half dug up. Seems like it's kind Is of... Is Mark, a, do you care? Can we just take the first one we see? Uh, let's try this one in the, in the center. All right. So kind of picks one in the center. Cool. It's real cool out here. Around nice here tomb. in the cemetery. Hey. And uh, the, the priest does a little prayer. Burgomaster Leonovic served the city well. He always did our best. May he rest in soul free of Strahd, darkness of Barovia, may he see the light he carried within himself. And just as that happens, it's right around, it's almost midnight. It's very, very late. And the priest and Ismark start to notice something. And you as well. So right around as it hits this time, a whole bunch of spirits kind of lift up from the graves that you're at. Oh, uh, Born, you seeing this? I am. They're kind of ethereal and green and uh, smoky. They all kind of walk up, and some of them are men, some of them are women. They kind of assign a a line in single file, and they march through the church. What's they're doing? And they march down the road. I've never seen this before. And they march right through the village. Well, Ismark chimes in and says, oh, these are the these are the soldiers that uh, 
that fought Strahd's there. Every night at midnight, they leave the church and they walk towards Ravenloft, Castle Ravenloft. Wait, what do they do there? There's crypts at the bottom, Castle Ravenloft. These are men that Strahd destroyed in his tyranny and madness. And they go and they bury themselves and they reenact a fight every night, almost for Strahd to see and he, as he watches all the people he killed in the past, go to the foots, the bottom of his castle, and bury themselves in the crypt. Hey. Every night, a replays clockwork midnight. That's dark. Talk about uh, guilt. I wouldn't like my. Uh, I wouldn't like the things that have happened to me and the things that I've done to be played for me like that. Indeed. <laughs> Guilt, yes. <laughs> or joy. Or joy. Mm. Guilt weighs heavy on one soul. For one. And then another. Joy. Well, let's get this body in this dump. All right. <laughs> You gotta roll it in with your foot. And as you grab a shovel, picture kind of pans out. The spirits walking away on their way to Ravenloft. Mist surrounds the cemetery. You say a final prayer for the Burgomaster. There concludes another day in Barovia. I've been bitten by a werewolf and a vampire. This podcast has been brought to you by The Sonar Network.